Small flying car? New giant isopod? Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Anthony. And I'm Alex. And my story today is technology news. Okay, this is from iflscience.com. The headline is, New flying car on sale requires no license to operate. What? I know, right? No. (laughs) This is both funny but also a little bit concerning. It should require require more license to operate, surely. (laughs) You would think that. You would think that. Um... But no, because there's loopholes in, well, here's what I will say. The regulations, they, they weren't made in a time when there were personal flying cars, so <laughs> they're a little bit behind on that. So anyway, a new flying car touted as the future of air travel can travel at 63 miles per hour and stay airborne for up to 20 minutes thanks to a Tesla battery pack. And also, thanks to U.S. regulations, it needs no license to fly. It's called the, um, why well, I have to... Why did I not put the name at the top of my notes here? It's, it's like in the middle of my notes. Um, the Jetson 1. It's called the Jetson 1 Flying Car. Okay, that's a good name. Um, it's been slimmed down to a really low weight, so just 190 pounds, and therefore it's classified as an ultra-light aircraft. Yeah, isn't it kind of incredible? That's how much the thing weighs. Like That weighs less than me. Could it even hold me? <laughs> Wait, what's the weight limit for a person in this thing? No, I, I think they've just used like ultralight metals and ultralight materials and stuff, and that's how much it weighs. So it's classified as an ultralight aircraft, and therefore it's subject to the regulations of ultralight aircraft, which are way different than like other things, apparently, I learned. Okay. Um, including that they require no license to operate in the U.S., um, meaning that you could technically buy one of these things and just fly it without any type of like flying license. Like, just that's fly it legal. right off the lot. <laughs> fly it off the <laughs> The phrase fly it off the lot is just <laughs> it's just something different new. Um, <laughs> um and yeah. Also, it's not okay, it's not as expensive as you might think either. Um so after like so you have to you can order one of these today. Like they're available to just order for personal use, okay? And after the, like, first down payment deposit or whatever, and then the final costs, it is about $92,000 to buy one of these, which is real. I'm not saying that, like, I have that money and I'm going to go buy one, but (laughs) what I'm saying is that that's less than what I thought it was going to cost. Yeah, for your own flying car. To just, like, oh, yeah, you just have a personal flying car, like, less than 100 grand. Like, huh. Um, So, yeah, yeah. this article does note that the U.S. regulations um, say that this type of aircraft cannot be operated near urban areas and nowhere near in any, like, airports. So, okay, yeah. there's limited places where you can use that it. It's not sense. like you can, like, go into downtown Chicago just, like, with one of these flying car things. Like, you can't, like, do that. But you um, could. But, you could fly over a cornfield, and that's pretty you, great. Yeah, so you can fly over a cornfield, exactly. So... If you're out there and you're like, I got money to spend, uh, maybe instead of buying a (laughs) boat. I was going to say, if you're like one of those people that's been saving up for a long time, like buy a boat, 
maybe you want to buy one of these instead because you have now realized like you have nowhere near a body of water. Didn't think about that before. And you have your boat money. You can buy this flying car instead. And you're like, I want something that's way more likely to get in an accident. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't be laughing at that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like it's probably pretty dangerous, but also I was trying to look at how far up these can go. And it wasn't like, I went to their website, like the Jetson one website and it didn't have that. It had their other stats, like top speed and like 20 minutes of airtime on a single charge and stuff like, but it didn't have how high it can go. So I'm actually not, not sure. Um, oh man, I hope it can at least get over corn. Cause otherwise my jokes from earlier don't really work. <laughs> I, I think it can get over corn. This okay. is like one of the pictures of it. Um, I'll show you. Oh, wow. That looks fun. Though also, yeah. uh, I feel like if you have, I don't know, if you're like above average height, you're going to be real scrunched in that thing. Yeah. Um, cause I didn't mention this, you know, for the listeners that can't see the photo, it's only, it only fits one person in it. It's like a single passenger thing. Um, and like, I don't know if there's adjustableness for like, yeah, your height or like your leg length in this thing. Like you kind of have to. <laughs> yeah. I just I feel like to... my knees would be in my chest in that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be unfortunate. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about that, I'm like. Yeah, what if you're just, like, a tall person? Can you just not fit in this? Like, I don't know. <laughs> or maybe it's, like, a kayak where they have these, like, the adjustable, like, foot pedals. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> where maybe. you can just, like, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever kayaked? I have, they ha- yeah. Yeah, they have, like, um... oh, yeah, wait, you were with us when we went kayaking. I remember I was gonna that. Say, I think okay. we've kayaked <laughs> together. <laughs> we've kayaked together once. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, like, the, you know, you can put the foot pedals at different levels for, like, how, how tall you are. Maybe they have something like that in this thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who knows? They don't have a lot of weight to spare to do something like that, so who knows? Yeah, that's also true. So, yeah, this is, uh, this is on the market today. This is a thing that exists and you can buy. It's a flying car. We are in All the right. future. That's exciting. Welcome to the future, Alex. <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> My story this week is animal news. This is from Gizmodo, and the headline is Huge Deep Sea Isopod Discovered in Gulf of Mexico. Now, you know you know what a giant isopod is, right? No. You don't? No, I don't. I probably do, but I don't, like, remember. So this is another thing that I learned about, I think, I don't know if it was Animal Crossing don't, or a yeah. different video game. I was about to be like, another, don't tell me it's an Animal Crossing it's another and I thing, forgot It's another thing you could catch in Animal Crossing that I don't think you've caught, just like the vampire squid that we talked yeah. about before. <laughs> oh, no. I'm behind and it's, so, it's yeah, affecting I, us. I unfortunately don't have a picture to show you right now, but you can look it up in your own time. But basically they're like these giant, you know, do you know like a pill bug? Like a, I think some people call them roly polies or like the little gray. Yeah bugs this is basically like a giant one of those (laughs) um but it's white and it lives at the bottom of the ocean Um, i just found a picture i see it yep i've seen those okay yeah they're pretty awesome slash horrifying depending on uh what kind of phobias you might have um 
But anyway, <laughs> scientists recently trapped a, a giant isopod off the coast of Mexico, and after studying its anatomy and DNA, they determined that the crustacean is an entirely new species. Um, so Nice. Uh, yeah. So deep-sea isopods dwell on the seafloor and scavenge the carrion and marine snow that all dead things in the ocean become. Have you heard the term marine snow before? That, I do know what that is, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about I, I I think I've heard it before, but I always forget about it. It's kind of, it makes it sound so much nicer than it is, but it yeah. is just... <laughs> yeah, like what it actually things. is. It's just like dead, like... what What's that one word that they use? Like detritus? Detritus. <laughs> That's what it is. Like It's floating detritus in the ocean. It's like, ooh. Yep. <laughs> marine and snow. These, these guys love it. Um, so the recent study published in the Journal of Natural History described Bathonomus yucatanensis, a giant isopod subspecies that can grow up to 1.64 feet, uh, in length from head to tail. So like a foot and a half long giant isopod, which is awesome and terrifying. Uh, so they're, they're related to terrestrial woodlice and pill bugs. Um, like I said, uh, giant isopods, dorsal sides are sheathed in a plated exoskeleton. They're so, everything in the ocean, in the bottom of the ocean is so weird. Um, their their gigantism, uh, might be an adaptation to their abyssal habitat, which is a pattern that's also seen in Japanese spider crabs, which are those like gigantic spider looking crabs that are like multiple feet in diameter, but they just have like really long spindly, spindly legs and a little body. Um, oh. the oarfish, which is another fish that you can catch an animal. Actually, all these things you can catch an animal crossing. <laughs> um, but the oarfish is like this giant blue, like eel looking fish, but it's not an eel, it's fish. And the largest squid species, like the giant squid lives down there. Um, so the research team compared the new isopod species to its nearest relatives in the Gulf. Uh, and they found that it's more slender and slightly shorter in length than its cousin. So that's like not, it's actually not even the longest one. Um, and it has more spines protruding from its tail. Uh, and genetic analysis hmm. also uh, supported the new species designation as the creature's DNA was more like the giant isopod B. giganteus than the other species in the Gulf, B. maxiorum. So huh. there's a bunch of these thing i didn't realize i kind of thought it was all one thing and turns out there's quite a few different subspecies wow so and this is this is a brand new one that we found not we i haven't i had the two of us found this (laughs) no we definitely did not uh i there's just oh my gosh how long do you think it's going to take humanity to like know like pretty much all of the like deep sea creatures or do you think it's ever going to happen? I don't can we ever like be sure? Cuz I feel like as soon as we're sure about like one area and then we move on to another one, the other area is like probably going to have something's going to swim in there that we didn't know about. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting to think about like I I don't know. The Maybe we'll never just so know everything. So fast and so deep, I just don't know how we would ever know. For I sure. almost like the idea that like we're never gonna have <laughs> the full list because that means there's always new things to like find. We're still finding like new terrestrial species, like stuff in that's like, fair. distant jungles and things like, and that's just thirty percent of the Earth is like yeah. land. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to show you this photo. 
that I found when I was looking up um, giant isopod, because I think you'll appreciate this. It's a graph sort of thing, and it shows, like, the land. A little pill bug, a little tiny pill bug. And then there's, yeah. like, this other thing. And then there's, like, shallow water. There's this other thing. And then it's, like, giant isopod. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, the difference in size compared to, like, the... <laughs> it's, like, why is there nothing in between there? I don't know. But That's really funny. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> I mean, to scale, that's actually probably, like... The giant isopod would be even bigger than that. Yeah, yeah. This isn't like, even is, to scale. I don't think. Like, but this it's just is, like it is such a size difference. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. That's that's cool. I. Anyway, I was yeah, I was just talking about like discovering because it's just fun. I super enjoy seeing articles when it's like we just covered a new thing, and I just feel like that's just going to keep happening forever. Yeah. And that's kind yeah. of exciting. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Okay, it's time for breaking news, the part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. No license required. Ready, set, go! Go! Okay, this is from LiveScience.com, and this is cool. Unfortunately, by the time our episode is out, this will have happened already. Very breaking news, but we're recording on Thursday, and the moon tonight is going to be a super moon, like really big and bright, and it's going to look really cool, apparently. Um, and it's called the Sturgeon Moon, the Sturgeon Super Moon. Oh, I don't know do, why that's the name. I was going to say, do we do we know why it's the Sturgeon? No, because that's another fish you can catch in Animal Crossing. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I know what a sturgeon is because of Animal Crossing. <laughs> that was the one that I spent like hours trying to catch. Oh, it. I remember you were having a rough time. That was like so frustrating. It was so frustrating. I'm like, why can't I catch this sturgeon? Anthony's over here. Like he has like five of them. He's like, oh, I catch one like every other day. Like what? I only had three, I think. It's okay. Fine. It was fine. It was three. I was exaggerating. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of time trying to fill my museum. It was important to me. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so um, if you don't know, a supermoon just means that the moon is, like, very close to Earth in its its orbital path. It's closer than normal. Or it's, like, at one of the closest points in its orbital path. So that's why it actually, you can, it's bigger and brighter because it's closer to the Earth. Um, and according to this article, they can appear up to 16% brighter in the sky than an average full moon. Wow. Which is, like, a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, and this article also says there's four of these. Um, I don't know if this is every year or if this is just this year there were four. I would think it would be every year that happens. But, yeah, so it happens four times. Um, there was one in July called the Buck Moon. Again, don't know why that's a name. In June, there was one called the Strawberry Moon. And then in May, there was one called the Flower Moon. Okay, so it can literally just be any word before the moon, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, it's like animals and plants, it seems like. I guess. So. Yeah. I would look. I just checked, and it does look like the weather near us is supposed to be clear tonight, so maybe I'll be able to see it. I mean, it's yeah, not, it should be it pretty would cool. Be hard not to see. <laughs> um. Oh, actually, wait, wait, wait. There's there's a paragraph in here. It says, "Why the fishy nickname?" 
The oh, Maine nice. Farmer's Almanac began printing Native American names for full moons in the 1930s, according to NASA, and these names have become commonplace today. The Sturgeon Moon's name comes to us from the Algonquin tribes of what is now eastern North America, as large sturgeon fish were more easily caught in the Great Lakes at this time of year. Oh. Okay. Oh, I guess that's where it came from. That's well, now we, now we do know. Yeah. And then, like, sometimes it's easier to catch strawberries. And then sometimes... Yes. <laughs> Wow, this lake is full of strawberries. Wow, this for some lake reason. is full of strawberries for some reason. I, you know what? We live near the Great Lakes, and I never heard about the strawberry um, harvest of the lakes. You know that happens every summer. You know, I next year I'm gonna have to have to pay attention to that. Um. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't know. It's yeah, it's from the it's the seasons. So I'm, the one was okay. So there's deer, strawberries, certain flowers. What, what, what month was that? May. Okay, that makes sense. And uh, yeah, sturgeon fish. Okay. Anyway, yes, the moon is going to be super bright and cool looking. And apparently, I mean, if you miss it, you can probably find like, like people are going to be like taking videos and live streaming and things like oh, that. Yeah, Obviously, I'm that's sure. not the same as seeing it in real life. But you can look and see um, one of those if you end up missing it. But yeah. I'm going to try to see it. Should be cool. Yeah. Okay, I found this on UPI. Uh, French freediver breaks world record at a depth of 393.7 feet. In a dive? A free dive, which is to say they're just diving and holding their breath, not using any kind of um, like breathing equipment. Oh, like they're like they jumped off a cliff or something. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> that they jumped off they of some. Yeah, I mean, it, it did say that they Whoa. they used fins, so like they did have like propulsion assistance. But okay, okay. Otherwise, they were just holding their breath and wow. diving that deep. Um, That's this incredible. Person, their name is Arnaud Gerald. Um, they're twenty six years old, uh, and. Uh, he broke the record for deepest dive at the annual Vertical Blue competition in the Bahamas. Uh, he finished his dive in three minutes and 34 seconds. Um, and this is apparently the seventh time this individual has broken the deepest dive record. So he's just competing oh. against himself at this point. <laughs> wow. 393.7 feet. That That's so... That's wild. Like, can you, how is that okay for your body to like descend like that quickly not. and come back up? Like, like, wouldn't you get, what's it called? Like, you know what happened? Like if you descend or, or raise up too quickly, like when you're oh, I know what diving, you're talking about. it's uh, like you, get, you can get like air bubbles in your bloodstream and stuff. And it's really dangerous. Like what did that, ha- the so, bends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's what they call it. Yeah. Wouldn't that happen if you're doing this? I would think so, especially if you're, because that's like 400 feet in three and a half minutes. Um, So I can't do that math in my head, but that's like, (laughs) you're going up and down real fast, I have to imagine, right? Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm just like sitting here just like, uh, (laughs) um. So that's like 100 feet per minute-ish. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. 
Us it's more do, than 100 feet per minute. Us trying to do math again. I, um, I don't know. Like, I can do mental math. It's just when we're recording for some reason. It, I, my brain goes like, blah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't I, know why. I can't even when we're not recording, so don't feel bad. <laughs> but, okay, how many feet was it? You said 393.7. So. Okay, it's, it's basically 400. It's 400. So it, Yeah, that makes it easy. It's 330-something feet per minute. No. No, I mean, it's 130. Oh, my God. I meant to say 130. <laughs> See, I told you. My brain, I, meant to say, I meant to say 130-something feet per minute, but I accidentally said 330, because, which is clearly not. <laughs> I told comes, you my brain gets scrambled. out of the water at the end. <laughs> 130-something feet per minute. That's, That's so quick of a descent and, and ascent. Yeah. Maybe it's not the descent part that's the dangerous part. Maybe it's when you're ascending only. I'm not, I don't remember now. I thought it was, yeah. but I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm not like a, I went scuba diving once, once. and I had to like stop early because I was like hyperventilating. So yeah. <laughs> the breathing apparatus. So. And I was also there. And even though I did not stop early, I'm pretty sure I'm the reason we had to go back up because I think I used up all my oxygen too fast. <laughs> From like freaking out. I don't know why that's so. You're like, you're like. (sighs) That's what I would have been doing too. It's like I couldn't even go down. I was like, you know what? This is like, (laughs) I I need. I just needed more time to like practice. I think like it was too rushed for me. Like I, I would try it again if I had. There's a reason you have to be licensed in most situations. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway. We don't know what we're talking about with the bends, but I just thought that wasn't even like a physically possible thing to do. Apparently, yeah. that's not the case. Mm, I don't know. Wow. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday, and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews, on Twitter at at knickknacknews, and on Instagram at knickknacknews. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye!